The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. On a Sabbath, Jesus went to dine at the home of one of the leading Pharisees. And the people there were observing him carefully. He told the parable to those who had been invited, noticing how they were choosing the places of honor at the table. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not recline at the table in the place of honor. A more distinguished guest than you may have been invited by him. And the host who invited both of you may approach you and say, give your place to this man. And then you would proceed with embarrassment to take the lowest place. Rather, when you are invited, go and take the lowest place, so that when the host comes to you, he may say, my friend moved up to a higher position. And then you will enjoy the esteem of companions at the table. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. But the one who humbles himself will be exalted. And then he said to the host who invited him, When you hold a lunch or dinner, do not invite your friends or your neighbors or your relatives or your wealthy neighbors in case they may invite you back and you have repayment. Rather, when you hold a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. Blessed indeed will you be because of their inability to repay you. For you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. Jesus noticed how they were choosing the places of honor at table. Jesus notices how we go about our lives. He sees us because he is walking with us all the time. In the Catholic faith, we would say this is like our conscience, which speaks to us and directs us to do good and to avoid evil. I would agree with that. But I would add that Jesus does actually see everything we do. And he is not indifferent to how we react to the world around us. In today's Mass, let us invite Jesus into our hearts. We can pause for a moment and say quietly to ourselves, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Lord Jesus, I truly believe that you are by my side. Give me the eyes to see myself as you see me. The key to unlock the scriptures today comes to us at the very end of Mass, at the closing prayer, when the priest prays, Being the food of charity, 
It may confirm our hearts and stir us to serve you in our neighbor. The humble person does not sit back and do nothing. We are stirred in our innermost being to act. May we be prepared to accept these invitations this week to act in his name and to make this world a better place. Before going into the readings today, let me set the stage with this quote. It is easy to misunderstand what humility really is. Being submissive and oppressive by another person is not humility. Being falsely pious and lowly is not humility. Being overly scrupulous in religion is not humility. And neither is service to the poor necessarily a sign of humility. Humility is an elusive virtue because if you think you have it, you probably don't. Humility is something which can be experienced even if not explained. My children, conduct your affairs with humility and you will be loved more than a giver of gifts. Humble yourself the more, the greater you are, and you will find favor with God. The straightest road to Jesus' heart is humility. Our ability to find new and old ways to stand humbly before our fellow man. I am sure you all know people that impress you because of their humility. It's just so good to be around a humble person. In this Mass, I challenge myself and hopefully you to investigate in our hearts and to see where the humble me has been blocked out. And what might I do differently this week to bring it back into the light? This is where Mass becomes very personal. No one else knows your situation, your background, and what you might be struggling with in this moment. Only you and God. Stay in that sacred place as we continue to reflect. As Mass unfolds, let's pray for one another that we can see what we need to see. And Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant. It's important to remember that the source of our spiritual encounter with the new covenant between God and man is Jesus. It's not the Ten Commandments, though they remain valid. It's the Beatitudes. It's the teachings of Jesus. It's the Gospel. It's His presence in the Eucharist. It's His life, death, and resurrection. The more time we spend in front of Him, the more we will reflect His sacred and humble heart. It's very clear to me that at St. Joseph's, we have been formed by spiritual masters through the holy pastors whose memory we cherish. I know I am standing on the shoulders of great men and women that have served at St. Joseph's for decades. They have preached Jesus and him crucified. And this is the tradition we we endeavor to continue Learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. 
His innermost heart is being described here. How many stained glass windows around the world do we see with these words written underneath the sacred heart of Jesus? As we are seeing in the readings today, God is calling us to be like his son. He didn't conquer the Romans by force, even though his own people were probably hoping that he would, even his apostles. You think as men do, not as God does. How many times have each one of us been tripped up in life by this way of thinking? Is Jesus, Jesus' way, my way? Do I see myself imitating Jesus in the way I run my business or the way I conduct my affairs? How I manage my household? What would it take to incorporate his way this week? Rather, when you are invited, go and take the lowest place so that when the host comes to you, he may say, my friend, move up to a higher position. Jesus feels like us. His heart is in tune with the way we feel. He knows when we are tempted and we want to be recognized and praised. And he wants us to show us in very practical terms how to go about becoming humbler. In his case, he ended up being crucified on a cross, annihilated, reduced to nothing in the sight of the world, and put into a cave where he was supposed to stay for the rest of time. That is unlikely not going to happen to us. But God will plan a unique way in which I will suffer in this world For some of us, it will be an illness, others an accident, still others some form of misfortune. In the case of my father, who lived a very healthy life until he was diagnosed with dementia, there was a moment at the beginning of this that he went to visit his best friend and brother, Uncle John, and said to him, John, there's something wrong with me. How humbling it must have been for him, but how it helped him in his fundamental task we all have of becoming humbler. I remember him saying once, the only thing we are responsible for in this life are our sins. Everything else is from God. So in the closing prayer we hear, being the food of charity It may confirm our hearts and stir us to serve you and our neighbor. Dear St. Joseph parishioners, when you look up and see our brothers and sisters in need, spiritual and material, God is inside of you. When you decide as a family to come up with a way to help the less fortunate, spiritual and material, God is inside of you. When your hearts are moved with pity when you see a homeless person, God is in you. When you see the news and the devastation of the war in the Ukraine and can't help but shed a tear, God is inside of you. The food we are about to receive, the body and blood of Jesus, is going to help you to move in the direction of serving your neighbor. Don't be afraid of the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to step out of your comfort zone and to act in a way that reflects the way of Jesus. So... 
finish with a little story. About a year ago, while walking the streets of Saint, around St. Joseph's, I met a man, Haywood by name, sitting outside his senior living home in his rocking chair. He told me he was turning 86 that week. He explained to me that he had worked hard 39 years in a car shop slash Chevrolet dealership. He had missed only one day of work in those 39 years. I told him I would leave him a birthday present, which I did. And all this happened a year ago. So driving back from the hospital the other day, I noticed he was outside on his rocking chair. And I, and I, and I drove by. But then I turned around. I popped in to see him, and we had a nice catch-up. And he was good enough to remind me that the next day was his birthday. (laughs) I thought to myself as I left him, that was a wink from heaven. I didn't remember that it was his birthday, but my guardian angel did. I did drive back yesterday and give him a present from all of us here at St. Joseph's. Together we present our petitions to the Lord, knowing that he hears us in our needs. For the renewal of the church and an ever greater commitment to Jesus, the bridegroom, we pray to the Lord. For those in civil authority will dedicate themselves to justice, peace, authentic freedom, and the generous defense of the poor, we pray to the Lord. For blessings on all the students and teachers as they begin a new school year, we pray to the Lord. For the grace this week to grow in humility and charity, we pray to the Lord. Today's Mass is being offered for Michael Fraticelli. We pray to the Lord. For those who are sect or infirm, and for their caregivers, that God in his mercy will draw close to them and raise them up, we pray to the Lord. For the repose of the souls of all the faithful departed, that through our prayers and those of the Blessed Mother, they may join the saints in heaven. Eternal rest grant to them, O Lord. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. We thank you, Lord, for inviting us to your heart through your Son, Jesus, meek and humble of heart, whom we ask all these things, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen.